the world of marketing is fascinating to me because it's absolutely linked with with mind games. That's it. The more I, I evolve in marketing, the more I start to realize that you know what I'm selling in reality. I'm not selling little designs and web page and and podcast setup. I'm selling clarity. This is what I sell. This is my added value to my client. Clarity. So I help him or her to see more clearly what's inside her or him and the certain goals. Welcome everyone to the Cassandra Properties Podcast. Uh, we're joined today by a guest who Beck and I described off offline as we just want to hug the guy. He's got such an amazing Zen kind of feeling about him. Uh, Mark Picard is the CEO and founder of Stupid Simple Digital Marketing. He's living um, the life I, I, you know, candidly wish I had the courage to live. Uh, amazing man, amazing story. Uh, so amazing that Rebecca nudged her way into this podcast. How are we doing, Bex? I'm good. Thank you. She, she really wanted to be a part of this. And, and Mark, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Oh, all the honors for me. Thank you for inviting me. And before we jump any further, I just got to say, your podcast in terms of branding, and it looks so strong everywhere. I really dig on your whole digital presence, and it's very, very neat. So I don't know if you do 100% everything yourself. I don't think so. I think you surround yourself with the right team, and they are key players in your success. Your marketing people are good. Uh, really congratulations for that. And I think if other real estate podcasters are watching or listening to this podcast, go take a look at what they do because they, they, they are really, really an example of how you should conduct the marketing of your own podcast. Absolutely. So thank you for inviting me. Well, that's very kind of you. Um, Pete's in the corner raising his hand. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're pretty clear about the, the, the brains and, and the, the kind of push for all of the creative stuff. Becca handles all of the ops and Pete handles all of the creative. Um, without a doubt, that's not my gift uh, and it is there. So thank you for that. They, they are wonderful, uh, amazing members of the family here and, and they do a great job. So, and, and you know, for me, this was uh, something I went into kicking and screaming. You know, I'm not, um, I'm not the most comfortable guy in, in this kind of forum, if you will. And Pete saw this as a, a critical part uh, for us to disrupt from our local market. Right? There's a lot of podcasters now, mm -hmm. but in our local market, there, there are none, really. Um, and he thought it would be an amazing way for us to make these connections. And, you know, we say this over and over, Bex, the people that we've met through this show, it, mm -hmm. it, it really is life changing. Uh, you guys have, have proven to be such an amazing inspiration and it has opened up our eyes to there are so many different ways to do this. You know, you, you, yeah, find, yeah. you fall into kind of routines, Mark, and um, you forget that you, you really do genuinely need to take the time to kind of lift your head up and see what's, what's going on around you. And with that, um, you've got a pretty remarkable story. The, the audience likes to get a flavor of, of who the guest is and how they ended up where they are. So... Uh, I believe you were born in Montreal, yes? Yeah, this is where the $2 English accent is coming from. So you will see some random H everywhere. I have an accent, not an accent. Um, and I now live in Spain, yeah. I spent uh, about eight years in Vegas. I performed more than 4,000 shows with Cirque du Soleil as a lead character. And, uh, and now I own my uh, digital marketing agency, Stupid Simple Digital Marketing, where I, I specialized in, in uh, uh, personal brand development. So really the people that want to become their own brand. I really, I'm really specializing to uh, real estate investors, real estate podcasters. And, um, and that's why I'm here. That's how we got in touch. You know, everybody starts to know each other in that real estate podcast uh, Phil, it's very cool. It takes a lot of courage to have a podcast. Eh? Um, if you're not comfortable in front of the camera, if you're not comfortable uh, with a microphone, it takes a whole lot of courage to break through, go out there, talk about you. And 
just realize that you are interesting and you have an interesting story to share or to listen to other people's story. It takes a lot of courage to do that because nowadays a podcast is sort of your your business card, if I if I may say, you know, because if, if someone wants to invest with you, that person has access to hundreds of hours of conversation of you. So you want you want a credibility check? Here you go. Hundreds of hours right there. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about all this field of, of breaking through. I'm also a mindset coach and, uh, and, uh, yeah, this is, this is what I do. So, so sorry, James. Go ahead, no, Bex, go ahead. Okay. So can we go back to the beginning? The, the Cirque du Soleil thing is very yeah. interesting. How does one get involved in that? How do you get involved in Cirque du Soleil? Um, like how did you I'll, start? What made you want uh, to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I came from a gymnastic background, but then my my in my education, I went into performing art. So I'm an actor by formation. Let's say I went to university to be an actor. So um, I got into a Cirque du Soleil because I directed a show in Montreal. One of the scouts came and see the show and uh, simply asked me for my. Uh, my video material and I went to an audition and they they signed me. It's pretty simple, but it takes a lot of work. In my case, it was really a, a dream since I was very, very young, since I was eight years old, all the way to, uh, so I retired in 2017, you know. Um, it went from the little boy that was dream dreaming to be a Cirque du Soleil performer, a lead character at Cirque du Soleil performer, to the grown man adult that is driving on the strip and see a big pictures of himself on those bus because they, they still use my face everywhere. And I didn't recognize myself and I was like, wow, now it's time for a shift. So wow, I decided I to leave everything behind in, in Vegas. Uh, I sold my house with the furniture in it everything I left with one guitar, two luggage, and I was back in Spain with my twins. I have twins, my wife is Spanish. And um, it's the whole process of transformation that is interesting because I was dreaming of doing that, but obsessively dreaming. I was a child and I remember, it's stupid, but before jumping into cold water, I was saying, oh, if I don't jump in that cold water, I'll never work for Cirque du Soleil. And I was doing it. And oh, wow. I was sort of programming myself at a very young age that th that was my goal. That was my dream. That was my goal. That was my dream. I achieved it. And then I wonder, whoa, what's next? <gasps> and that was really, really scary. So... And you know, I'm sorry to, to cut you there, but you, you just said some remarkable things. You know, at a young age, a lot of us fantasize about things that we want to be, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you don't take it too seriously as a child, but for you to not only visualize, but then set up like mini obstacles and tests for yourself, right? If I want this, I have to put my, myself into a place of discomfort. That's a remarkably high-level, um, self-aware tactic, right? That Absolutely. people, many people don't ever get to that point. Uh, for me, uh, at the age of 45, was the first time I really began to do that. I was always a deal-maker. I always, uh, in my subject matter, supremely confident. Real mm -hmm. estate deal-making, I've got it. That, that's my area, and I, I, I know it in my mind better than anybody. I have a, a higher level of passion and commitment than anybody. That's my thing. But that's a very small area that I allowed myself to feel that confidence. To be a young child and to recognize that you not only wanted to pursue this, but it would come at great sacrifice. And then to start making those sacrifices, like jumping into a cold pool, uh, is a remarkable thing, Mark. Were, were your parents, did your parents play a, a large role in this? Was there um, a mentor or someone that instilled this level of commitment and confidence? Or is this just, you know, in your DNA? Uh, both of my parents, they're not performers, they're not artists at all. Absolutely not. 
Um, but they did encourage me to pursue my, my dreams and this support in me, that's for sure. Um, it's interesting that you say that because I've never took that perspective on it. It's very interesting. Thank you for, for that input. It, it, I was really programming myself and now I realize that it might be in my DNA because um, I'm an ultra runner. So I run those ultra endurance races at like, you know, I ran three weeks ago about 100 kilometers nonstop. You know, you run 24 hours and it's for the mindset that I do this to, to, the, to um, confirm in my head that I'm not my own limitation. And um, maybe, yeah, maybe it's in my DNA. I think mo most of the people could don't realize how easy it is to make some, you have a huge impact in your life by doing small changes on, your, on a daily basis. For example, don't snooze in the morning. Don't do that. Just wake up. Because if you snooze, you already start your day with the feeling of failure. You're already failing at something. So don't snooze. Wake up. How about you take a cold shower once? Just take your shower, finish with, with cold water. Just not as a suffering thing, just as a, a challenge for yourself to, to put your mind back into the present. It, it's with those small microscopic changes. Take another way. T take another route to your work. In the morning, why not? Why always riding the same road? You know what I mean? Break the routine a little bit. It's small changes that create a huge impact in your in your life. And people don't realize how easy it is. So maybe I got lucky enough to realize it very young because I was doing it. I wasn't aware of it. But now that you, you point this out to me and thank you again, but yeah, it's in my DNA because I still do it. On a daily basis, small challenges, small, very, very stupid, small thing, you know, that um, bring me always closer to my goals. And I think everybody should do that. So those small little micro adjustments in the moment appear small, right? Yeah. But if you're tr charting a course and you make that micro adjustment 10 years later, it is oh my quite God. a deviation from, from the current path, right? Absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm finding that those small adjustments are anything but silly. They are profound if you really do want to take a look and change. And I think uh, coronavirus gave a lot of us that opportunity to pause. Oh, right? Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely. Um, coronavirus was a, a tragedy. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, and I I'm, I'm going to be very careful with what I'm saying, because there are some people that, that, you know, they lost some close ones and all of course. that. And, of okay. However, I think in life, you need to see everything with a perspective of growth. And in that sense, I think for humanity, coronavirus might have been a good thing for a fair amount of us. Yeah. As you said, to take a fixed point on your life, uh, being home, being with your family, you cannot go to work, you're with your family, you're with your wife, your husband, your children, or, or even if you're, you're alone with yourself, and, and you wonder, wow, am I happy alone in my, in my apartment in New York? Am I really happy? Is it the life that I want? Oh my God, I haven't seen a tree in years, actually, because I live in a city and I'm always... It's always work, 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 sleep, work, 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 eat, work, 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 work. And I think that the, the, there was a huge awakening for, for a fair amount of us that the, the coronavirus. And in my, in my case, it was a huge awakening for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no doubt. And of course, I, I understand and the audience understands that the perspective by which you're framing this, yes, there was there was loss and yes, there was sacrifice, but that is an integral part of growth, unfortunately, mm -hmm. right? In order to uh, recognize those things, you have to go through those difficult times. And it gave us the ability to sit back. And I use this analogy a lot, probably more than I should, but you know, those vacations you go on and as you're getting toward the end of the vacation, you do start to think, I could do this differently, right? Like there is a way to live that's, but then, Day six or seven rolls around and 
you're ratcheting it back up and you're you're back in full swing this forced us to to think long enough to break old habits and replace those habits with new exactly. habits and we're starting to see that manifest now in the workforce where um, we have business after business on here they're all struggling with uh, finding people to come back to work because people want to do things in a very different way now so uh, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I, I thought it was fascinating that uh, you 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 visioned this, you went and you you made this happen. Now, at your core and in your heart, clearly you're a marketer, right? From all of the the product that we've looked at and all of the things that we've seen, um, you know, you've created a, a persona for me at least that you've shared enough where my instinct was I want to hug this guy. So. Mm -hmm. I wonder, while you were at Cirque du Soleil, did the marketing side, was that kind of behind the scenes? Were you a part of that process? Did you want I, to be part of that process? Yeah. Um, I always have been an entrepreneur on my si on the sideline. You know, I was an artist, but on the side, I was investing in, in, in different projects, some more successful, some less successful. And there was one particular project in Las Vegas. You know, when you, you find a gap in the market, you find the right the right solution to the right problem you have yep. everything is lined up and you're like okay let's create it let's go pim pam and you you create the thing and it just flopped you know i lost money and it flopped and a couple of months after i was like why did it flop and it's because i underestimated the power of digital marketing now we're back to we're, we're back in 2013 2014 so even the word digital marketer didn't exist back back then huh? um but then I was like, oh, my God, if I want to still have business project and all, I just need to study digital marketing because that's a survival skill. That's it. If you want to survive in this world, you need to at least do some couple go Google research and know how it works. You know, so I educated myself, self-taught completely. Uh, course, e-course there, e-course there. And then I, I start practicing on myself and then. Um, I build a website for a friend and then whoop, a friend of a friend and then whoop, that friend of a friend became a client and then a client led to the other, to the other, to the other. And I, I because I'm a life coach, I always uh, ended up doing some personal branding development. So people that want to become their own brand on social media, it's very easy for me to, uh, to help them because I understand how the mind works. Um, and I understand how to dig it and to dig inside their mind, you know, and and um, and get the best out of them, out of them. So, um, so it was from a failure that that I, I created, you know, who I am right now. And now I, I cannot complain. I even say no to clients. I'm 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 in a place where I, I can choose. So, uh, in every adversity situation when there's adversity there's two options find excuses or grow that's it there's nothing around it so i decided to grow that's so, great i sorry here i go again james <laughs> no, go ahead. i'm fascinated here but go ahead i've got uh, some notes i want to catch up on there's so many okay. things that he's touching on is so profound so I know. Well, you talked about, you know, the, the mind and, and the mindset. I listen to your podcast and it, I find it so incredibly interesting. I, for one, feel like I am a person who can push through when it's the absolute, right? I can yeah. dig really deep, but if I don't have to, I sometimes I'm like, Meh, you know, so I, I found your podcast really interesting. I was telling James actually, before we got on, I was listening to your last one this morning on my run and you talked about oh, cool. the song, let it go. And I <laughs> laughed hysterically, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting how you really can control your mind. You just have to learn how. Absolutely. The problem is, we over identify with the body mind. So maybe it goes back to, uh, you know, when you say you want to hug that guy and I start saying, I think I'm in peace, you know, it's because I don't identify too much to my body mind. You know, I don't identify too much to my ideas or, or stuff like that. I'm really, I try to live as much as I can in the present. And I think the mind is a misused tool. So that's why I created that podcast simply to, to give a tool to the people to, to use their mind in a better way, because I think 
fortunately enough, I think there's a lot of schools right now that teach children to use their mind in a better way. My girls, they're eight right now. And some, sometimes I'm surprised about they meditate at school and they do yeah. stuff like that. It's very cool. But our generation, we didn't, we still come from the generation of, you know, everything is rational and, and there was no really emotional education, really just a little bit, but it was slash religion and it wasn't clear. And, you know, so I created a tool for, well, for runners, because my followers are 95% runners. So um, sort of like active meditation type of type of exercise. So while you do something else, it could be running, training, or just driving your car or, or, or cleaning your house or whatever you do um, what i'm interested in is talking to your mind while you do something else because i think this is where you get the most result i'm not a fan of the word meditation necessarily but i think that's probably what most people would they would title title my podcast as sort of a active meditation podcast let's say but i, I do believe that if we teach the people to use their mind in a better way, the world will be a better place. That's really a strong mission that I, that I have. I think people misuse their mind. They, they're too identified to their ideas, to their possession. They, they possess everything. We live in a world where we possess ideas, we possess material, but at the end of the day, you don't really possess anything. You, don't, you know what I mean? That's a little bit the subject of my last podcast that you, you're referring to. Um, where I talk about the concept of letting it go. When you reach the point that you need to let go, it's too late. Mm. You just need to not hold on to anything at the first place. You know what I mean? So life coaches is among, you know, the many credentials that we were talking about. What do we include as we introduce you here? Um, we started business coaching about a year ago mm -hmm. and it's really had a, a significant impact on us and and um i'm often thinking about that next step and that next level and wanting to really push uh, myself to a, a, a place of more discomfort because mm -hmm. admittedly i've fallen into the the comfort zone that you talk about you know and how it keeps people from you know achieving really what their goals are I, I think when you're in the comfort zone you don't even recognize the potential of those goals never mind have a clear path to get there did you have a life coach pr prior to this how did you you know again I have, just, a, I have a million life coach everybody that i meet becomes a life coach everything that i do mm -hmm. become become a, a source of inspiration you know uh, i've learned so much running and sweating you know i came back from a run right now and where i live it's already 95 100 degrees but everything that you learn from running under the sun and and sweating and or sometime i get some huge lesson from a farmer that lives not too far from from where i live you know and he talks about his cow and the way the mother the mother cow protects the, her babies and uh, I have many, 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 many mentors. I cannot name them. Everybody around me is that my children are my coaches or my life coaches. Children are not in your life. You're not in the life of your children to teach them stuff. They are in your life to teach you stuff. You need to take parenting with humility. So um, even my children teach me stuff just by being the way they, they are, you know? So... Um, so I don't have one coach. I have everything that is surrounding me is is coach mentors. Uh, you 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 became a coach, just right now. <laughs> so, again, the, the the perspective is remarkable for someone like me. Um, I, I want to give a little bit of backstory for yeah what 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 ended up being my passion above all passions, far beyond even real estate which uh, I had convinced myself was my only passion. Growing up in the city, um, you, you're not exposed to mother nature mm -hmm. nearly as much as, as you should be. So uh, I got to the age of 30 where um, I never really had 
I'm not talking about silly things with, with Boy Scouts. I'm talking about real experiences out in yeah. Mother Nature. Uh, when I was 30 years old, I, I made a deal for someone. Uh, as a bonus, they took me on a, a, a trip. It was actually, it was a hunting trip. I know that's not for everybody. It wasn't for me. Uh, at that time, I said, gosh, you know, really? I've got to go sit in the woods? Like, it was so <laughs> foreign to me, firing a gun at an animal. Like, it, it cut against everything in my dna and i mean everything um but i went and the plan was we'll just go and observe and see what happens and the first the first morning we're out in the woods sitting on the ground at three in the morning the guy kind of goes off and does what they do and you're sitting there for a couple of hours with nothing but your thoughts and your fears mm -hmm. and your anxieties right this is the first time i did this but um you know i call it when the lights come on there's a few moments when the sun starts to come up and everything gets on its feet. The birds start singing, the animals start moving. It was legitimately a biblical moment for me that centered me in a way that I didn't even think was possible. And from that, uh, you know, I, I started to expand upon and grow upon that experience. And I spend a lot of time outdoors now. But, okay. you know, how do you get someone like me who who went and I pursued a farm. We have a farm up in Pennsylvania. We have the chickens and we do the organic eggs and we have pigs and cows and it's a hobby farm, right? Goats. And we, we enjoy um, being with the animals. There's something about putting your hands in the dirt and cultivating the crops. And uh, it, it's just something that for me is connected in a major way, but I'm still in the comfort zone, right? That's the anomaly when I go there. So, how does someone in my situation take that next step? How do you get to that point where you've opened your mind to, to coaching from everyone? It struck a chord with me when you said your kids are, are a coach. You're right, right? You're gleaning mm -hmm. things from children through the eyes of pure innocence with you know, an unabashed emotions and unabashed reactions without mm -hmm. kind of the societal you know, constraints that we place on people. For me to be 30 years old, and never have had that experience, for it to never have even entered into my purview is insanity, right? Mm -hmm. How do you take that next step? And, and how do you start to accept that you want to do things differently and you want to expand who you are and what you are? Of course, yeah, yeah. we have a business to run and, and uh, we want to continue to grow on that. But I also want to grow personally, right? How do you mm -hmm. take that next step? Hmm. In your case, we'll need to define what's the comfort zone because it, there's no like one size fits all answer. All right. And and be very careful with any life coach that sort of gives some bland answer to those things because everyone is different. Your comfort zone is different than somebody else. So probably with you, we would dig into your comfort zone. Where where did that comfort zone idea started? You know, we'd probably take a look at your education. Probably you're, it's something you inherit from your parents. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something among, among those lines, you know, related with your parents. Are your parents business people as well? Yeah. Are they in real estate? Okay. Your dad is a dad, mom, both? No, just mom. Just mom. All right. Successful? Yep. No, she's the namesake for the company. She, she founded it in 89. All right. So it's the little boy that worked for mama here. So uh, we'll need to speak yep. to the little boy that, that worked for mama since you're very, very young. You're yep. just, it's sort of, I don't like the, the, the word brainwash because it's not brainwash. It's okay. It, 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 you, but it's just the way you see life that was inherited by your parents. And now what you do is you, you don't know any better. So yes. you, you're good at that. So there's, there's a complicated relationship between you and your parents. You know what I mean? Maybe allowing you to be something else. You know, I don't want to dig any deeper on your podcast and your personal life. It's not the place for that. But if you ask me what, what, what I do with someone like you, this is what I would do. We would start from there and see where uh, the comfort zone started, you know. And slowly, the outcome is, no matter which route we think we take, the outcome will be, that you will see uh, with a little bit of practice, you will stop identifying to that comfort zone. And naturally, you will still operate as a podcaster. 
you'll still operate as a as a as a full-time real estate investor but you will freaking live on your farm because you can do it you can do it tomorrow it's everything is in your head you can do it you can surround yourself with the right people that take care of business in town while you move while you live on your farm you can absolutely do it you know after that there's of course there's stuff you need to take a look at what's your what's your monthly spending what your you know to make it re reali realizable but this is what i would do with you start from understanding where that comfort zone starts where was it created in your life why it was created in your life and um and would move on from there so uh, i appreciate you taking the time to to peel the layers back i I think it's important for the audience to understand uh, what really a life coach is and how important and how deep and how profound uh, of an impact they can have uh, for us. Again, just on the business coach side, it's made such an unbelievable impact. And that leads into your personal life. But um, if you I, I, I'm a big believer, Mark, in if you want to take the next step, whatever that next step is, it's irrelevant if you're a doctor, if you're an attorney, if you're a real estate mm -hmm. agent, doesn't matter. Um, you can't just layer systems on people and you can't just give tools to people um, because they just stack up. If you don't get in the right mindset and you're not in a place where you're making a very concerted effort to accept these systems, engage with these systems, believe in it, you, you can't grow. You can't get to that next level. And a big part of my job is to empower my people to yeah. be receptive to these tools that we give them and to get them excited about what that next step looks like. You know, and in, in an industry where we have uh, many of our top producers are uh, one or two generations older than I am, they're not as receptive to technology. They're not as receptive to a new way of doing things. Um, you know, we started a book club here as a way to just connect with everybody and yeah. once a week we get together, we talk about the chapter. I share a lot of uh, my personal insights and let them know it's okay, right? We're, we're, we're going to do this together. We're going to grow together just to get people in the mindset of being comfortable and connected. Um, something that Rebecca does brilliantly uh, is a connector. And she's actually in the process of becoming a certified coach for our agents because we saw how important this was. Uh, so you've taken yeah. this and, and you know, I really applaud you for, mm -hmm. you have the, the digital marketing side, which I wanna get into. You know, you've got your strategic services, you've got creation, and then you've got development, right? Three different categories. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into what all of those categories mean. But if the consumer or the target or the customer or the client is not in the right mindset to accept, receive, open arms and have a really clear vision of where they want to go. It's just another system. It's just another vendor. Yeah. And, you know, for you to not have been trained professionally from like a very young age is remarkable to me that you've, you've had these, these instincts that not just that you've had the instincts, Mark, because I think many of us have the instincts, but you had the courage to act on it. Mm -hmm. that's remarkable but thank you very much <laughs> thank you thank you yeah maybe maybe i don't know it just feels natural you know what i realize the more i work in marketing I'm, it's the world of marketing is fascinating to me because it's absolutely linked with with mind games that's it you know um and the 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 more i i evolve in marketing the more i start to realize that you know what i'm selling in reality I'm not selling little designs and web page and, and podcast setup. I'm selling clarity. This is what I sell. This is this is the added value. This this is my added value to my client. Clarity. Um, this is why a client pay me. So I help him or her to see more clearly what's inside her or him. Uh, and the certain goals, it, it, you know, goals, business goals and personal goals, sometimes they really go hand to hand as well. Huh? Mm -hmm. When you're personal investors, as you say, for example, in your case, we're going to take you as a case study. If the ultimate goal is to go live on that ranch that you have, 
You know, it's very linked. The financially, the financial part and the personal part is very linked, you know. So I'm selling clarity because um, I think more clearly we're going to see inside someone and someone's intention um, more we will uh, we will have a successful uh, marketing campaign and um, more result we're going to get out of the out of all the branding work that we're going to do together after that the logo you know it's 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 just a drawing if there's no vision behind it if there's no digging if there's no clarity around it the logo won't have an impact you know what i mean so i'm digging in the rest of the iceberg the logo is just the tip of the iceberg i'm digging in the rest of the iceberg so where we're at a place where as as i've said we're, we we want to grow we want to take the next step and and rebecca and peter have been amazing amazing partners you know over the last several years in cleaning up kind of how we got to where we were and then kind of resetting who we were and now we want to project that to to the world right mm -hmm. um you know are we too far down the path i'm trying to get to who who is the audience for you who is the client for you would you be able to step into an operation like ours and provide services do you prefer to work with startups and you want to take it from kind of concept to completion where is your sweet spot my sweet spot is um so you know i my sweet spot is really working with people that want to become their own brand on social media so the people that aim at becoming influencers i don't like the word influencer this is really where i can where i can perform well However, on the side, I have a client that is the one of the top special effect makeup seller in Canada. They sell for half a million a month and makeup and silicones and all those things to do those those crazy uh, special effect makeup. And I, I and I lead a team of uh, of eight people for that business and in their marketing. So it's something very different, but I can still do it, you know. But if you ask me where uh, where I can really, 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 really ex excel is when people wants to become their own brand you know um so right now for example i'm working with austin linney from the construct your life podcast if i don't know if you know um construct your life podcast austin linney could be a good guest on your show and what i'm basically doing with austin is coaching him you know i'm coaching him be, uh, to see more clearly in in what he wants to expose to the world because when you go on social media it can be very overwhelming for someone eh? to go on social media and 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 you're like okay i want to become my own brand what does it mean how do i do uh, and then you start posting random things and and your grid doesn't make sense and you have no strategy so this is where i i, I perform well to really coach someone on on her or his uh, social media and see how we can push to the next level. So for me, um, one of the goals was I didn't know quite what my gift was. I, mm. I knew what it translated into uh, in, insofar as work product, but um, I didn't quite understand what it was at its core. So I've worked very hard with the coach and with Rebecca to peel back those layers and, and identify what it is that I do better than anybody in my field. Yeah. And I've become very comfortable with that now and I wanna share it. I, I feel like I have uh, a gift in real estate that uh, a, a client many years ago, a, a rabbi had said, uh, and I didn't understand at all. He said, you're very close to God in these matters. And I, I, I didn't get it, but uh, I, I believe now that I have a gift that I want to impart to others. I don't want to grow a brand because I like to take a selfie. Like the, the team will tell you, 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 can't, you, can't, yeah, you can't get further from uh, that personality. For me, it's, a, it's really a struggle to uh, share those things on social because it's just at my core, it's not who I am, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have a, a, a gentleman that comes in and does training for us here. And he, he encouraged me to, um, to take video of 
a place that I enjoyed a memory with my son. And I, I didn't quite get the exercise. And my complaint was, I have predicted now the last several markets to a T, when it was going to happen, which market you should be mm -hmm. getting into, which market you should get out of. Uh, it's documented. It's in the newspaper. It's on podcasts. It's, right, it's, it's out there. And people don't engage with it. Right. And I'm sitting here going, hey, you know, like I, I know this stuff. Right. And, and look at my my track record. This is and it, the engagement is, is so limited. Um, and he said, go out and do a video about a memory with your son. So I went down to the park begrudgingly and I was like, hey, you know, this is where my son caught his first fish. And uh, it exploded. It like the interaction with people it was I couldn't I, I didn't get it like that mattered so much to people, but telling you 12 months ago, get out of multifamilies and into M property and M property is now up 150% mm. and like almost no engagement <laughs> at all. Because you went from an intellectual relationship with your audience to a, to a heart related relationship with your audience. So people, people identify to you as a human being. There's emotion now, not just knowledge of like, because one plus one equal two, that will happen. It's not intellectual anymore, you know? So there's an emotional connection with your, uh, with your, with your, with your audience. What's important on, on social media is to, to grab the attention uh, of the people. This is the, um, to grab the attention, people will, will need to have the sensation that there's a benefit for them, you know? Um, or a sort of interest, right? They get an interest in you by having a relationship, they get something out of it. And that something can be knowledge, entertainment. You know, there's a lot of realtors that do little crazy dance on TikTok. This is entertainment. Why not? Or an emotional connection, you know? So in that case, people reacted well because probably what you were offering was entertaining. Uh, you were probably educating them on something. So they had an added value plus an emotional connection with, with them, you know? Um, and after that, the more you're going to do that, what's going to happen is people will have the desire to see more. If you stay consistent and you do it, you know, consistently, whatever rhythm of posting that you have, you know, there's no right and wrong as long as you're consistent, people will desire to uh, to see more of you, and then this is only after that that they, that they will fall into action and actually contact you and want to invest with you. And buy. it's already happening in your case, of course, but usually this is how it goes. So, do you get so far into? Um, so clearly, I want to uh, continue to grow our channels uh, because I genuinely want to bring this knowledge to people. I want to show them that commercial real estate is not this scary monster. It is, uh, for, for, for my money, mm -hmm. the best way to build generational wealth. And there are pathways to do this now where uh, we can impart this knowledge in a very scalable but meaningful way. Um, I'm, I'm struggling with, okay, how do we finalize what the product is? I mean, I, I know you talk about content management, content planning, content coaching, communication, all of the editing, brand identity. Do you, do, if we were to work with you, would you be able to help us put the kind of framework around what is the final product going to look like and then help us go back and build the audience to get us to that product? I mean, do you what get do you sell? needs? What do you sell? So that, that's the question. It's the knowledge. It's the expertise. It's the... the no, what do right? you sell? I'm, I'm asking you again. What are you selling? I don't know. I don't so know. You, you say, because wait, you say you sell knowledge. Yeah, but what are they going to do with their knowledge? With the yeah. knowledge that you give them? Hopefully they're going to, to monetize it and set up for themselves a pathway to live the life they want to live. Exactly. This is what you're selling. You're selling a way for them to achieve their, their, their dream life. This is what you're selling, you know, in reality. Okay. And that can take the, the way you achieve that can take, take many different shapes and form. You know, you can develop an e-course as you can become a consultant, as you can uh, share information for free 
uh, on social media and people will also invest with you um, slowly. But I think you really need to uh, connect yourself with what you're, what are you selling it? Uh, why, uh, sorry, what you're selling and why are you selling it? You know, this is the first thing you need to have like crystal clear in your mind. You know, so for, for me, um, Mark, without question, that's what, what I'm, I'm doing. And, and I'm, um, admittedly, um, I haven't solved for it myself, not because financially I can't, uh, there's other issues that I have to get my arms around to accept that, right? The, the programming, like you said, uh, literally I was knee high to a grasshopper and I was on appointments with my mother from the time I can literally my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. And I so desperately want people to be able to learn and profit from beyond the scope that we're in now. Our clients do amazingly well. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, this is not a game that's reserved for the elite anymore, right? There are ways now that you're able to invest uh, yeah. and there are pathways that previously didn't exist. And the, the digital world has given us so many different ways to do that. And it's a becoming a passion of mine to make sure that people know that out there. There is a way to financial freedom. There is a way to this. I have to fix what's between my ears first for me to enjoy that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what I want to sell. That's what I want to share. That's what I want to impart to other people is, is their pathway to uh, living, without sounding cliche, their best life. You know, when, when I looked at your page and started to follow you, that's all that just kept resonating with me is this guy is living his best life. And, mm-hmm. and how did you get to a place where you had the courage to take those steps and to break from those chains and, and deviate from the path that we all seem to fall into in such a dramatic way? I mean, you went from performing on the strip in Vegas you know, your name, your, your, your face is, is on these posters. You are that recognizable person with this amazing show that's known world worldwide. And then the next pictures are you pointing to, this is the only traffic and it's, you know, cattle in the middle of the street. Yeah. And, and, you know, you that recognize that's a remarkable <laughs> transformation, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I went the but it actually it was a slow process. I I knew I had to 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 break with the with my my childhood dreams. I knew it was time for me to grow up. I knew I had to make some room in my life to have adults' dream. Let's say so that I knew it was very very clear. So that's why I resigned my contract by back in 2017. I didn't sign for another year. That was clear, but I didn't know exactly where I was going. You know, I moved to Spain. I've saved, I've saved enough money to live for a while. You know, where I was getting paid fairly well at Silvio Soleil. Um, and I've made other investment and I had like, you know, uh, a little bit of passive income coming in. And so I organized myself well. I started investing back when I was 20. So I was lucky enough to have a margin and reorganize my life with two children. Um, so um but it's it's after after that i left yeah i left vegas after that i left for india for for a couple of months i just left for india (laughs) so that was that was a huge shock for me to um i i did like a a silent retreat in india Um, and that was very very special for me to be in front of such level of poverty not not just Mm. oh how am i gonna pay my bills at the end of the month and not social security poverty like i'm five years old and both of my parents are dead and i eat garbage poverty you know like Mm. the real deal and when i came back in in spain i sort of realized that i was living in in luxury oh my god you know it wasn't vegas but still i was like my god and then with my wife, we started to adopt some very little habit, like, do we need this? Do we need this thing? No, mm-hmm. let's give it away. Do we need this thing? Let's give it away. And this thing and this and that. And we live now on a maybe an anchor, about an anchor of land, um, maybe a little bit more, you know, on a small house, not too big. 
you know, comfortable, comfortable and uncomfortable enough, let's say. Yeah. Um, because we still need to chop five tons of wood in the winter to keep us warm, but I appreciate it. Um, and we live a minimal minimalist lifestyle. However, hey, yesterday we were at the beach. Huh? We had drinks at the beach and we still have a normal life. We're not a bunch of hippies that, you know, uh, we, still have, we still go shopping, you know, it's not a... But um, I just find out that focusing on your spending and, and really making the... the, the, the the, the 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 reflection do i need this do i need like two cars do do can we organize our life with one uh do i need the ten thousand membership to every platform netflix uh, hulu and blah, blah blah do i need that like am i spending enough that much time in front of the tv do i need a huge plasma screen with the huge movie theater system do i need all those do you really, really need it to be happy? Sorry, to be happy? I realized that not. And and the more I was tripping myself from, from everything that we didn't need, happier we got. And we're happier than ever right now. And the fact that our monthly cost is so low, I can work with the clients that I really want to work with. And my wife, she's she's a food influencer, so she, she she's a baker. She does that. That's it. She 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 make a living out of Instagram. You know, she has a workshop in town here, and people just contact her on Instagram because I coach her a little bit. And on the background, of course, there's some manipulation behind <laughs> it. You know, I help her. But 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 she became her own brand. She became her own brand, and she's an influencer. She's a baker, and she she has her own awesome. business. And she does what she loves. And of course, we have challenges in life, but. I don't know. Uh, I just find out that we live in a culture and, and mostly in real estate podcasts. And I'm so grateful that you have me on your podcast because I have the feeling on, on real estate podcasts, we really talk about only about how do you increase your income and how do you generate more income and more and more and you grow, grow, grow. But rarely we talk about how about we take a look at your spending a little bit and see mm. what we can do there. You know, maybe you're just spending too much money, man that's it like how about you you have a you live in more contentment how about we you develop a sort of resilient more resilient lifestyle you know and then maybe you won't need to build that much passive income you will need some passive income is great it's it, it's outstanding invest like be a passive investor this is awesome but then you don't have that pressure of like performing and not failing and and in my case like uh, searching for client and getting more clients and getting more work because I have bills and bills and bills to pay. Uh, to pay, no, no, my life is cheap, cheap, cheap. I live. We we have a high quality of life and it doesn't. It, it's so cheap, so cheap. The monthly cost is ridiculous. That so, that's the route I choose to live, you know. And and I hope more people would would do that. The, well, that's the reason we were excited for you to be here today. So, so often, too often, we we fall into these patterns on the show where uh, this show and, and other shows where it's just about what's the greatest tip and trick and who's what. But again, you you there's a zen about you, and we said let's take this opportunity to talk a little bit more personally and let's open up a little bit more to the audience and share some of our challenges some of our goals, mm -hmm. where we wanted to go in life. And, and you're right. You know, I, I take a great pride in when people ask me, um, I drive a Dodge Ram. I'm a, I'm a simple guy, but even that is it's a Dodge Ram. There are people that are in such difficult circumstances out there that as you were saying that I almost felt guilty, uh, that I drive a Dodge Ram, right? Like it, it was a badge of honor for me that you won't find me driving a Mercedes. Not that we can't, but it's just not for, for me. Um, and uh, where I've been glib of, well, you know, I'm a simple guy, simple pleasures. There are far more simple ways to live. And, and, and it does require a complete, you know, recasting, I think, of the mindset. You, you run unbelievable distances. Like you, if, if our research is correct, you're running like 30 miles a day. Is that, is that uh not quite yeah i run a half marathon a day i run in miles 
I run uh, 70, something like that, 70 miles a week. That's crazy. That's, then depending on if, if I have if I have races like that could be uh, you know that go go way higher than that you know and I live I in was, the paradise of trail. Yeah, back at the road. So I live in the paradise of trail running. So it's very easy to go out and just you know run in the mountain. It's so beautiful. So how? Okay, I have so many questions. First of all, what made you want to be a long distance runner and? How long have you been running these half marathons every day? Oh, years? Well, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Okay, as far as I can remember, I always like to go there. That Even as a child, I, I really like to take my bike. And, you know, I was seeing the park mm -hmm. so tiny on the back of the landscape and taking my bike and go there and realizing, wow, I went there with my bike. Wow. Um, I did a lot of biking. Um, I always ran a little bit, but it's really when I moved to Spain that I took it more seriously. Um, so it took me years. You don't, you don't start, you don't run a, an half marathon a day from one day to the other. You know, it's, it's a slow build and it's built on passion. I don't really mm -hmm. take a look at what I eat. I don't have a coach. I'm not, I'm not either a champion, you know, I'm not, there's some champion that are supported by coach and all that, but um, I have a sponsor, um, but I don't have a coach per se. Um, so it's it comes from passion. It comes from really the, the passion of going outside in in nature every day. Um, but it's it's a slow process for anyone that that is running. You know, running like let me give you a trick, okay? you it's better for you to run one mile a day than seven miles a week once a week get so, into the habit of getting out of stepping outside for one mile every day seven days a week instead of going once in the weekend for seven miles so yeah there's there's a quote that i wanted to to touch on with you yeah you said we live in a world where we take hot showers every day our great-grandparents took cool and warm baths once a week the notion is that people look for excuses to oh my God. not start, right? Oh, and my God. That fires my life, my yeah. life is swallowing excuses. Every day I go pick up my twins at school and people know I'm an ultra runner. You have no, it's every day. Hey, you, so you're an ultra runner, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I wish I could run, but my knees, <laughs> I... I wish I could run, but it's too hot right now. I wish I wanted to go run today, but it was raining. Oh yeah, I I would love to run, but I'm so busy. And and all the time I'm like, man, you don't realize that if Jeff Bezos can be can can have big biceps, you can run. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> telling you, if that guy takes, I don't know how long he takes every day, probably an hour, two hours, maybe more. If that guy takes the time to train, you have the time, you know? So um, people were professional to find excuses. And my wife knows me so, so well, so well. You know what my wife tells me when I'm running ultra races? She sent me a, a, a voicemail on WhatsApp because, uh, you know, we cannot call. And she's saying, you know, Mark, it's okay if you don't finish the race. It's okay. It's a long race because she knows she's playing in my brain. She knows that if I hear that, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm finishing that race. And every time, and don't get me wrong, you know, you're talking about running and all that. I'm lazy too. I'm, I'm, don't think like, I'm like, yeah, let's go run half a marathon. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Sometimes I look at my shoes for, for, for hours and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. My wife comes in the background and she's like, you don't have to go today. <laughs> no, I'm out. There you go. It's your thing. I'm oh, out. No awesome. excuses. We're good because, again, to go back at what we were talking at the beginning, if I start finding excuses for not going for a run, then I'll find excuses for everything in my life. Because what I've noticed from the people that, that shove all those excuses of my throat every single day, usually they're not business people, they're not entrepreneurs, they work for someone else, they're in that comfort zone, you know, and, they're, and they always have a project that they never realize, you know? Yeah. 
So it's a pattern. It's 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 a pattern that the people have, you know, and that's why I'm so strong on my social media to to stop that bullshit of finding excuses and step outside. It's raining. Yeah, remove your rain jacket. Just go outside and run under the rain. Feel that rain. Just go through. It's fun. It is fun. Just go. Don't find excuses. Don't just just step outside. Put your shoes on and step outside. And it's something that I apply everywhere. Even my the client that I that I coach that pay me a fair amount of money. I'm like. I'm not going to start posting for you if you want to become your own brand on social media. I'm going to support you, but you will put those shoes on and you will run those miles. And I'll support you. Don't worry. I'll encourage you. I'll remind you. I'll help you create content. I'll do, I'll help you around the way, along the way. But you will run that freaking marathon, not me. You know, if you want to become your own brand. So it's something that I apply in running, but in every everywhere in my life. You know. So it's it's the comfort zone that we talk about right we all have, have even the those of us that are are entrepreneurs at our core we have areas that we struggle in mm. that it's difficult to get out of the comfort zone for a myriad yeah. of different reasons for me it's been fear one of my first posts i made way way back in the beginning uh was about fear one of my agents mm -hmm. came and said you know, you're encouraging us to do this, but you don't understand. You're really good at it. You're confident. You're this, you're that. And I said, hold on a minute. And I said, I'm going to do this video right now with you in front of you so you understand. I've been driven by fear my whole life. It's awful, mm. awful. The fear of not getting the deal done, the fear of not working the yeah. hardest, the fear of disappointing a client, the fear of missing a mark on a pro forma. It's, it's not uh, out of confidence. It was driven out of the this awful place of fear. And it is really a transformative process to get out of that mindset and to try and retrain your brain. And you, you led with this in the beginning and it ties in now, those little wins, don't hit that damn snooze button. Force yourself to do things that are uncomfortable. It will bleed Absolutely. into everything else that you're doing. And it, it becomes, if you're honest with yourself, Mark, it becomes frigging exhausting coming up with the excuses to not Absolutely. get done what you want to get done. And and then before you know it, you open your eyes and 10 more years came off the calendar like Oof. this. And you're Oof. still in that same place and you still have those same excuses and you still haven't taken that step. So Absolutely. For, for you to be able to harness that, reprogram that is, is, is amazing. It's why I was looking forward to this so much. I wanted to hear more about how you did this and and was it something that just was innate in you was this through extensive training and how far would you be willing to go with the client and it sounds like each person is their own case but yeah, it's yeah. about unlocking those those lids that we continue to place on on ourselves really for the most mm -hmm. part and recognizing Absolutely. that we can go to the next level but you have to be in the right mindset to do that. Um, yeah. What, what is the best way, Mark, for people to to reach out to you, to find you, uh, if they wanted to engage with, with you on your services? They can go on my website, stupidsimpledigitalmarketing.com, and all the links will be there. If not, probably down below, you will add the links in the, in the description. Uh, and people can reach out to me on Instagram, email, or whatever. So stupidsimpledigitalmarketing.com. Okay. Um, this was really uh, an eye-opening chat for me. There are some things that I want to work on. I do want to build the brand. I do want to uh, bring this kind of uh, knowledge to, to others to hopefully inspire them to take the next steps. Mm -hmm. But I also want to take the next step. So uh, if it's okay, I'm going to contact you offline as well, because it, uh, I feel that at, at 46, I'm finally at the place where I think I'm ready to kind of go for, for what's next on the horizon. So, yeah. you know, this was, this was really great. This, uh, it was inspirational. Your story is amazing. I applaud you for the courage and uh, I envy the life that you're living. I really do. I think it's, <laughs> it's remarkable. But thank you very much. Thank you for having me on that show. And by the way, I want to tell you something before we 
We stop recording. Cassandra. You know who's Cassandra in Greek mythology? Yep. So you know the story of she was cursed of the of the gift of divination, yep. but also Apollo was mad at her, so he cursed her with the she couldn't convince anyone. So she yep. knows she knew the truth, but no one believed her. Yep. That's a beautiful character. So I don't know. There, there's something, you know, you you were saying that you predicted uh, seven market cycles. You were saying that, you know, yeah, multiple, you multiple. right all the time. Um, <laughs> and it's cool. The word, the, the word Cassandra is very cool. It's the name of your mom. I, I understand. Yeah. But there's a deeper, there's a deeper meaning to, to, you know, your, to, to that name. It's very cool. Yeah. 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 Good so stuff. thank you for for having me on that show. It was wonderful. Very, very cool. And again, good job on your marketing. Good job on, on everything that you're doing. It's thank so you. much work. People don't realize how much work it is to manage a podcast, record the episode, schedule, edit everything, create micro content. This is so much work, so much work. So congratulations. You, you deserve every ounce of success that you have. And anyone... Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, probably on Apple yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. Leave a review that's going to help them. Uh, share it, share the episode. It's going to help everybody if you feel it's an added value for you, for sure. Well, I really appreciate the the kind words and the inspiration, and and uh, we'll be in touch. The Cassandra tie-in. You're the first person who has caught that, and uh, again, I'm going to give you that virtual hug again. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, you've just got this thing about you, man. Mark Picard, everyone, thanks for joining us. As always, everyone out there, as Mark said, please uh, feel free. If, if this is delivering value for you, please leave a comment or a post or share it. Uh, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun here. We're growing. We hope you're growing with us. And as always, everyone out there, please stay safe.